0: The beginning of the Holy Week, uh, so this is uh, Jesus's triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Um, so I'm going to take us into the book of Matthew, real fast, chapter 21, verse 6. And this is right after Jesus commanded a couple of his disciples to grab a colt from a nearby town. Um, and so he's sitting on the back of this colt that's never been ridden before. Um, But so starting in verse 6, the disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread out their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. So Hosanna is this word that's not really found elsewhere in scripture. And it says, God save us, Lord save us. As people were crying out to him saying, Jesus Christ, we know who you are. We believe who you are. Save us. And a lot of these people were were thinking Jesus was going to be leading a military revolution against the Romans, or they thought there was going to be an uprising of some sort that Jesus was going to lead physically, and a lot of them just did not understand the spiritual ramifications of what Jesus was leading us into. Um, And so a lot of people, there was a lot of emotions going on here, um, and a lot of different thoughts and feelings, and as we see later on this week, a lot of these people who were shouting Hosanna earlier in the week, a few days later were shouting, crucify him. These exact same people But today, as we celebrate Palm Sunday, and we welcome in the Lord, saying, Lord, save us. Let's turn our attention to the screens.
1: No other king could vanquish the war horse or silence the warrior's rage while riding the lowly back of a donkey. No other king could break the dominion of darkness, the tyranny of evil, with a reign of grace and a kingdom of peace. No other king could give his life for the redemption of rebels, his wealth to welcome the outcast. Jesus is that king, the king of glory, son of the living God. Not just another king, not just another prophet, not just another teacher. He was the one the world had been waiting for one to deliver us from captivity the son of david and abraham's chosen seed he is the goal of the mosaic law yahweh in the flesh he is the one to establish god's reign and rule to heal the sick give sight to the blind freedom to the prisoners and proclaim good news to the poor this jesus was the creator come to earth and the beginning of a new creation He embodied the covenant, fulfilled the commandments, and reversed the curse. This Jesus is the Christ that God spoke of to the serpent, the one prefigured to Noah in the flood, the one promised to Abraham, the one guaranteed to Moses before he died, the one promised to David during his reign, the one revealed to Isaiah as a suffering servant, the one predicted through the prophets and prepared for through John the Baptist. He is the Father's Son savior of the world and substitute for our sins more loving more holy and more wonderfully terrifying than we ever thought possible he is our jesus and there is no other king like him he is our god our glory our victorious savior there is no other king like him There is no other king.
0: Amen, right? There is no other king. Let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, as we begin this holy week with Palm Sunday, with your entrance into Jerusalem, we look to Friday, Good Friday, where you gave up your life and shed your blood for us. And the next Sunday, where we get to celebrate Easter and your glorious resurrection. God, there's a lot of things going on. Lord, there's no other king worthy to sit on the throne. There's no other king who has given his life, has given all his love, his grace, his mercy to us. So, Lord, this morning we praise you through music, through the Word, through baptism. Lord, we're so excited. So we're looking forward to this. Lord, we pray all these great things in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. So before I get to welcome up one of my favorite people around here, who I'm sure some of you guys are, all of you guys are very excited to see again, Uh, I would like to announce Uh, The arrival of a new child in our church. This is Elias Parker uh, Fields. And so he arrived Saturday morning uh, at 4.45 a.m. They left their house at 3.15 a.m. So he was ready to be here. Let's just put it that way. So uh, obviously the Fields family are resting and everyone is healthy. Uh, So we are adding to the church in a natural way, (laughs) which is awesome. So they should be back here in a few weeks. We can say hi. We can say congratulations. So, But send them your prayers and all your thoughts. And if you can send sleep, uh, let me know how to do that. Um, And also the Richards and the Fields as well, because we have young children. So anyways... Without further ado, I would love to welcome up Pastor Derek Olson. Oh boy! (laughs)
2: Love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. (laughs) Thank you. Are we supposed to dismiss the kids, Matt? Kids, if you are headed off to our great team to study about Jesus, you can do that now. We love you, kids, and we love our team that serves our kids. Uh, And so, you guys are welcome to head off. Good morning, church family. Thank you very much for your love. I really appreciate that. Um, Missed you. I missed you. Team Olson missed you. Um, But uh, it's going to be a great morning here at Faith Church. Uh, did you hear we get to celebrate the first baptism, pers- the first post-COVID baptism this morning? And then, um, and that exciting news for Pastor Jake and his family with the addition of Elias becomes family of four. We love, uh, we love you, Fields family, and look forward to you guys being back in the future. Um, and, uh, and of course, nothing better uh, than celebrating Palm Sunday with our, asking God to help us welcome the only true king, right? Right? Uh, well, uh, I, should, I should back up, perhaps, in case some of you, I mean, I guess it seems like most of you know who I am, but, you know, just in case some of you don't recognize me, my name is Pastor Derek, and I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, I'm supposed to take this off by now. I'm out of practice. I hadn't taken off my mask. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm Derek. I'm one of the pastors here, and, and I've been gone on kind of a, an emergency respite leave for a number of weeks. And uh, so I I jokingly say some of you may not recognize me, but I do want to share with you that it could have been worse. You you think you might not recognize me now. What if I had returned like this? What if I had returned like this? (laughs) Now, hold on. Now, hold on. Because some of you are jumping to conclusions, making uncharitable judgments and assumptions, and thinking this is midlife crisis. This is Pastor Derek letting himself go. No, this is just me having the excuse to do stuff I never can get away with otherwise. And by the way, I made this look even worse than it is. I, I brushed the sides of that up. I mean, <laughs> I just wanted to see, you know, what I could do there. So, uh, someone I someone I love very much, someone very dear to me, and someone very wise thought it better if I returned to you like this. So, so I I did. <laughs> I hear some thank you Amy's to my wife, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm still mourning the loss of my uh, respite souvenir. But, so if you see me going like this, it's because I can't anymore. Okay. Uh, beyond the silliness, uh, you know I'm a hugger. And so to return to my church family this morning and, and kind of fight the urge, but then not fight the urge with some of you and still offer some hugs anyway, I'm going to come up here and offer you a big COVID-friendly air hug. Can I get some air hugs back, perhaps? Yes. Love you. Um, Good to see you. The Olson family is glad to be back in action here at Faith Church. So uh, would you mind if I took a few minutes to chat with you? I do not have a sermon this morning, uh, but I would like to just kind of try to, in a few minutes, update you. And I I fear that what is supposed to be a few minutes will be more than a few minutes, but is that okay with you? Uh, Yes. First of all, I just want you to know how thankful I am, how thankful my family is for the gift of respite leave. Thankful to the elders for uh, giving it to me and thankful for the church family understanding and allowing that. Um, this, this respite leave that I've been on was just, I just need you to know, was, was critical and absolutely necessary um, for coming on the heels of a couple of the most difficult years of our lives. As a family, and and I'm not just speaking about the conflict that our church has been through, but uh, other areas of life that, as you know, life has a way of of being difficult at times, and and there was multiple of those for the Olson family. So to my family, I love you so much. Um, But in a few minutes, I'm going to get back to this topic. It's not just a tough year or more for the Olson family. It's been a tough year for many of us, many of you. And so I'm gonna get back to that in a couple minutes. Um, but this, this respite leave was necessary, um, and the timing of it was necessary as well. You know, as a leader, it's hard to decide to do something like that, and when to do something like that. But the Lord confirmed very clearly in the recent weeks to Amy and I that not only was the respite leave necessary, but the timing was critical as well with the goal of returning healthy enough to continue being part of our church family and continuing to minister among you. And so that was, um, that was why God used this time for, for refreshment. And, and, and I can report that he, he absolutely, God was, was faithful and gracious and used these recent weeks to bring about some rest and some healing and the beginnings of recovery. Um, and and I, think, I think I'm somewhat returning to health. Um, but I'm also just being honest that, uh, that, that, the, that that's a still, uh, still a process, that there's still God working in me, and there's still recovery that needs to happen, and there's still learning to cling to him and find my hope in him. So God showed me a lot of things, um, helped me to begin that healing process, but that process continues, you know, um, something that we all want to continue to get better at is learning to cast our cares on Jesus. Learning to cast our cares on him no matter what. Learning to cast our cares on him no matter the circumstances. Um, but so while the respite leave was so necessary and critical, I also want you to know that we missed our church family. And, and we uh, look forward to being back with you. And... Um, we, we miss out, we, 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 um, we miss opportunities to rejoice with those who rejoice in the things that God has been doing and the new births and the, in the work that God is doing among us, and we miss the chances to mourn with those who mourn, and some of the difficulties that have happened for many of our families in recent weeks as well. So we're glad to be back with you. Um, I want to do what God has given me to do. I want to continue doing what God has called me to do as a pastor at Faith Church. Uh, And so we are glad to be back with you. Uh, And so I, I just want to thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for your love and prayer and cares and cards and messages, things I know about and things I don't know about. Thank you. Thank you for being the church. Thank you for stepping up. Thank you for serving. Thank you for caring for each other. Again, things I've heard and seen as I've caught up on videos of watching Sunday mornings and other things that I don't know about and that I'm thankful for, that you, you know, doing what God has given you to do as well. So uh, I'm thankful uh, to our staff and elders, and I would just invite you one more opportunity, if you haven't, you know, to let them know your love for them. We have an amazing group of staff. And, and some amazing men that have served in elders, as elders in the last um, year and a half or so. And um, yeah, again. you can. And there, there may never be, you know, I think we hopefully by now have come to grips with this, that there may be things that, that you never fully understand or know about what has gone on. And, and I think we all need to continue to recognize That we all may not ever understand God's working in our lives and in our midst at times. Uh, But there's one thing that for me was never a question in serving alongside our staff and elders. For me, there was never a question about the fact that those awesome people who love Jesus um, were seeking to please and glorify God. We were doing everything they could to put God first in their life, to put their hope in God and not find their meaning or satisfaction or worth in other things, uh, but instead to do whatever it took to please God. And so thank you, staff and elders. I love you very much. Uh, this time of year, um, this time of year, uh, March uh, is always kind of a fun chance for my family and I to reflect, because it was four years ago in March. Um, that, uh, that the Olson family arrived in Oregon having followed God's very clear call to serve at Faith Church. Uh, our family moved from California to Oregon four years ago this month. And in fact, one of the first things we got to do before, while we were still kind of on vacation, moved here, not started work yet. We got to go to Silver Falls. And so then it's kind of come full circle just a couple of days ago. My family and I went to Silver Falls again. So there's these memories of coming to Oregon, following God's very clear call uh, to serve among you, and uh, that four years uh, has has obviously included many many joys and blessings, and uh, and and God's working among us. And that last four years has also included the very difficult road um, that we are you know have been and are traversing. Um, you know what 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 I've been through, what my family's been through, and what many of you, our church family, have been through. Um, in, in recent months is, is troubling, is disheartening, is heartbreaking. It's, uh, it's been very sad. Uh, at times, almost seemed unbearable. But I can say almost unbearable because, because there is no doubt. We have become increasingly sure that even when it felt like we could not go any further, our God is good. He loves us. He is with us, and his uh, love and grace was carrying the Olson family along. He never leaves us. And, and all of us continue to learn the lessons that, that, that God has for us, that the Bible has for us. Second Peter 2 is pretty clear that life involves suffering, that life involves things that are not fair. You ever had anything go not the way you were wishing? 1 Peter 2 gives multiple examples of life being difficult, life being fair, and yet it says then that we are to follow the example of Christ who suffered for us. Called to suffer because Christ suffered for us. That's not like, woo, we sign up for that, right? Called to suffer because Christ suffered for us. I I have a mentor that that has expressed to me that looking at 1 Peter 2, he would say that perhaps the purpose of our earthly life that the purpose of our existence on this side of heaven is to learn how to entrust ourselves to the one who judges justly. That's in 1 Peter 2. That Jesus went to the cross suffering for us, entrusting himself to the only one who judges justly. And so we all have that opportunity. Um, So this week, uh, in, in a few days, we'll mark the completion of four years of ministry at Faith Church, and next Sunday will be my fifth Easter uh, at Faith Church, and I look forward to celebrating the glorious resurrection of Jesus with you, amen? amen. Um, <clears throat> this is where God has me and my family, and I am thrilled and thankful, and it is still my privilege to be your pastor. So thanks for being here. Um, but as I was saying though, this is, not just, this is not just tough for us. This has not just been tough for the Olson family. Um, the conflict that our church has been through has, been, uh, has caused much sadness for you, my church family, who I love. It's disheartening. It's heartbreaking. It's discouraging. Um, it's caused pain and difficult circumstances for many of you. And, um, and, then, and then we all know, you know, on top of that, whether, whether we knew much about the conflict that was going on or not, on top of that was a very difficult year. We've rehearsed that as a church family in the last several months of racial tensions in our country and politics that were extremely hostile and difficult in 2020. And then, of course, now I get to—and then I'm we talk about the impact of the COVID pandemic— and, and let's be realistic for a minute, and I know we have been, but please care for one another as a church family, knowing that the pandemic has, has negatively impacted every family. No matter where you fall on, on how you know, it impacts you, or if it's caused direct problems or not, or whether you've been sick or not, the pandemic has been difficult. Our kids are not in school. Our kids are not around their peers Our our parents are are battling, are struggling to figure out between jobs and and homeschooling and caring for their children, right? There's tensions within the family who are now around each other 24-7, 365. Um, There's economic impact and job loss and and things that impact us that way. Uh, Our routines have been changed. Our hobbies have been taken from us in some ways, uh, and I haven't even yet mentioned your own personal life difficulties because I look around and I know what some of you are going through in recent weeks and months and have, and have had happen. And I don't know what others of you are experiencing, but I know that life has a way of being difficult. There's hardships, there's pain, there's suffering. And so there's a lot for us to process together uh, as a church family and to learn and grow from. And so even though I know God's good, listen to this, even though I know that God's good purposes prevail, I'm still sorry that that's been your experience in recent months and years. I'm sorry for the pain and the hurt that you've experienced. So thank you for enduring. Thank you for clinging to Jesus. Thank you for persevering. Thank you for sticking with Faith Church. Thank you for trusting that God is at work among us. None of this is preferred. None of this is what we would choose. But we've been asking ourselves this for over a year as a church family. God, what do you have for me? What do you have for us? None of this is what we would pick. But because we know that everything passes across God's desk, that nothing happens by accident, we can ask him, what do you have for us in this? Help us through this, Lord. And, and, and I, part of my heart for us as a church family in the coming weeks and months is going to be, how does God help us move forward? How, how do we make sure that we're not headed toward bitterness and discouragement or even anger? How do we ask God's grace to, I mean, how do we know that God's grace will, will come to us in helping us Avoid that kind of reaction, bitterness, discouragement, anger, and instead asking God, by his mercy, to teach us to lament, to teach us to express our grief to him, to be able to process together as a church family, to be able to to grow and learn and heal as a result, rather than just pushing things aside and pretending they never happened. Let's ask God together. Let's be praying and asking God together. How, as a church family, He wants to work among us for those good purposes of of teaching us and helping us move forward. So, Palm Sunday. Okay, I'm almost done. Is it okay? Can I keep going for a couple more minutes? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Palm Sunday. Everybody say, Hosanna. Hosanna. Hosanna, Lord, save us. This is is a perfect Sunday for this. As we ask God to show us what we've been through, as we ask God to show us what he has next for us, we can say, Hosanna. Hosanna. Lord, save us. Lord, we need you. And so we do. We're going to have an opportunity to stand and sing that in a moment. Shouting Hosanna, Lord, save us. Whether you're a new Christian or whether you've been following Jesus for a long time, I think we all have stuff to learn about the Bible, don't we? About the good news of Jesus. About learning about and growing in our relationship with Jesus himself. Because, friends, the gospel changes everything. The gospel is the good news that God rescues sinners like you and me through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The gospel changes everything, and we have more to learn. Uh, Jesus changes everything. It is because of Jesus that we can be saved, that we can be made right with God. It is because of Jesus that we are, are rescued from sin and death And given life now and life forever, it is because of Jesus that we can be changed and transformed, made new from the inside out. Jesus changes everything. Shout, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna, Lord, save us. I want to take this opportunity this morning to honor the true king, to welcome the true king in our lives, to welcome the true king in our lives, not just once when we first became a Christian, but to every day of our lives, shout, Lord, save us. Make me new. Change me from the inside out so that I may live for you. That's what we want to do this morning, faith church. God is at work in faith church. And faith church is about the gospel and faith church is about proclaiming the greatness of Jesus and you know what? That means that faith church is for everybody because the gospel is for everyone, because Jesus is for everyone. Is that what we want to be about as a church family? I want to die to my old self and live for Christ. I love being pastor of a church who wants to die to their old selves and live for Christ. Is that who we wanna be as a church family? Faith Church exists to help people meet Jesus, follow Jesus, put their faith in Jesus, be changed by Jesus, and live for Jesus until Jesus returns. Faith Church is a family of growing Jesus followers on mission with him. We're a family because we know the importance of being with other Christians. We're a family of growing Jesus followers because we know the importance not of staying stuck in Jesus, not of just taking one step in Jesus, but in continuing to trust Jesus with our whole lives moving forward, growing Jesus followers. And we're a family of growing Jesus followers who are on mission. With God, who are joining in what God wants to do in the world. We are proclaimers of his love and proclaimers of the good news of Jesus. Church family, is that who we want to be? Faith Church exists to help people become fully devoted followers of Jesus. Not only do we want people to become followers of Jesus, we want to help people become fully devoted followers of Jesus. Fully devoted followers of Jesus love God with their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and their neighbor as themselves. Fully devoted followers of Jesus are our children of our Heavenly Father, adopted into the family of God, and living out the ways of big brother Jesus because the Spirit of God lives within us. Fully devoted followers of Jesus, spirit-indwelled, are living out the ways of Jesus. Our lives are increasingly looking And sounding like Jesus. Fully devoted followers of Jesus are being transformed into the image of Christ. Being made new. Given a new heart, new mind, and new desires. Becoming a new person. Not because of our efforts, but because of what Jesus has done through his spirit working in us. Shout "Hosanna." Hosanna. Lord save us. So, church family... Moving forward is going to include healing and recovering and learning to lament and caring for one another in the hurts and difficulties of the world. And moving forward is also going to look like asking God what he has next for Faith Church. Lord, what are you doing? How can I be part? What do you have for me to learn? Where where can I grow? Where can I make Jesus more central? Where can I make Jesus most Best, only true king in my life. So, I probably tried to cover too much right now, but I'm so excited to be back. I have more to share about where my family and I have been and what what God is doing with us. I have so much more to learn about how you are doing and what God has been doing in your lives. We have so much uh, to lament together, and we have so much to celebrate together with Good Friday and Easter coming. Amen. So don't miss out. Be here. Be here with us online. If you can't be with us in person, be here with us online until you can be with us in person because that day is coming more and more. We're glad to gather as a church family. It's important to gather together as a church family and invite people to join you in coming. Invite people to join you in watching online because the gospel changes everything and the gospel is for everyone because Jesus changed me. Because Jesus is changing you, and Jesus is for everybody. Join me in prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your great work in our church family. We thank you that you are a God who has come near to us through Christ. We thank you for sending your son into the world for his life, death, and resurrection. And this Palm Sunday, Lord, help our hearts and souls to shout, Hosanna, Lord, save us. Not just one time, but every day. Lord, save us, make us new. Father, we look forward to your continued care for us in the midst of suffering and hardship. Help us to love one another. Help us to to tell truth to one another. Help us to listen well to one another so that we can care and love one another. And Father, thank you for your love for us never more obvious your great love for us your amazing love for us never more obvious than when we are reminded of it this holy week that your son would come and die and be raised again to life so that we too can live father we thank you for your love for us through christ we pray these things in jesus name and all god's people said Amen. Amen. amen let's stand and be ready to shout hosanna here as we sing together
3: eyes are turning to you we turn to find strength to face the day, and in your presence, all our fears are washed away, washed away. Strain to face the day. Oh, and in your presence, all our fears are washed away. Wash away. Face the day and in your presence all our fears are washed away is when we see you we find strength to face the day. Oh, and in your presence, all our fears are washed away, washed away. coming There's nothing impossible for you. Where all I see are the ashes. You see the beauty. Thank you, God. Where all I see is the cross. God, you see the empty tomb. The battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Nobody fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God you shine in the shadow you win every battle nothing can stand against the power of our god and nobody fortress you go before us nothing can stand against the power of our god you shine in the shadow Nothing can stand against the power of our God. In all body fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shine. man.
2: Right Y'all can have a God seat. Our God is good, isn't he? Yeah. Our God is good. Do you know where to turn to? In all that you're going through, do you turn to our great God? The battle belongs to him. He is with us. Right on. Uh, we, have, we have a fun rest of the morning together. We ready for that? through all that we're going through and through all that life has for us, this is an exciting time to be together as a church family. This is an exciting day to celebrate together, and this is an exciting season of what God is doing. So uh, shout Hosanna. 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 Lord save us. Um, We've been talking, uh, I've already been talking this morning about desiring that God be working in us, and so uh, this next few minutes is an exciting opportunity Uh, to to hear a glimpse of God working in our church family. So I want to introduce you to someone that I've really enjoyed getting to know in recent months. Uh, So please welcome up my friend, Tony Blosser. (laughs) What's up, brother? What's up, man? How we doing?
4: Don't tell anybody.
2: Yeah, don't tell anybody. It's all right. I'm going to get... You can take your mask off, my friend, while we're up front. What? What'd you notice about him? Hey, it's good for me. It's good for me. It's good for me. See, you guys thought I was tall. This is my friend, not Tony. That tall. No, yeah, not that tall. Well, and he, you know, and, uh, my dad is somewhere between you and me, Tony. So, so people think I'm tall and I say, I'm the short one in my family, yeah. so, yeah.
4: Thankfully, I'm not, no. <laughs> uh,
2: so this, this is Tony, and why don't you take just a minute to, um, if you wanna point out and introduce your family. Um, Good morning everybody. Um, I
4: brought uh, my wife and my two youngest kids uh, Chloe and Zoe. They're embarrassed over there in the masks. (laughs) And then I have uh, friends here and I'm sure there's more friends but with these masks I can't wear glasses so (laughs) you all are just kind of blurred in and I know you're all here so. Sweet. Except I see you know my other tall brother over
2: there. Awesome. There's an arm so. Awesome. Uh, so Tony's up here because I wanted to chat with him a bit and I wanted you to hear a bit from him before we have a chance. To, I have a chance to dunk him in that water back there in a few minutes. So he um, might,
4: he might need help.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought about recruiting a second person. Yeah. Instead, I just told Tony he's going to need to help me get him back up out of the water. So I've no got lo-
4: Zach here in case he needs to. Okay, help. Okay. So
2: yeah, we, we might, might have to call someone coming. So no laughing at me. Okay. I'm, I'm strong, but <laughs> uh, so wanted to just talk with you a bit about what God's been doing in your life, Tony. Uh, but first, uh, how long have you been at Faith Church, you and your family, and, and what and kind of how did you get here? How what God used to get you here?
4: So um, I, I actually left the church, my first church. I grew up in a religious background, left about thirty years ago, and said I would never be back, which is kind of ironic because now I'm on a stage in front of a bunch of people in church, so it's kind of come full circle, but. About two years ago, our friend Kelsey um, and Jeremiah, who are here. Yeah,
2: Howard family. Howard's. Out there on the right. There they are. There
4: you go. Um, Invited us to come to church. And I was kind of in a journey of I knew something was wrong and I needed to change and uh, needed something different. And I remember we came and we sat right back in the corner over here. And literally the first three sermons, I got in the car with my wife and I said, I've never met him, but he knows exactly who I am, because the first three sermons poked at me, and uh, you might as well have just been facing me the whole time. Um, made me
2: take, God, God's spirit yes, through me, to
4: you, yeah. through you, uh, were exactly what I needed to hear, and so I realized that um, the huge holes in my life that were there for so long that I tried to fill with inappropriate and wrong things was here in a church family, so I came back after
2: 30 years. Yeah. (laughs) And I love, just for a second, I love that the Howards invited you. I know if if, if all of you that are following Jesus can think back to how God brought you to Christ, there's probably other humans involved, isn't there? God works through other humans, our friends, that that, that show us and point us to Christ or invite us to church. And so uh, let's ask God to continue to do that through us. So that's exciting. Um, So you came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can take maybe like half a step this way, just make sure you're on the screen there. I want to okay. see, I want Faith Online to be able to see your t- you too. <laughs> yeah. um, so when you came back to church, would you say that at the time you started coming to faith that you were walking with God? Um, a little bit. It was hard because I had done so much self-destruction
4: and gone so far from what I was raised in that it was hard to come back and admit that I was wrong and I needed help, and um, I was all about fixing myself. I didn't think I was worthy. I had to fix myself and be a better person and fix all of these things that I had done wrong, which you really can't. You just have to accept and and move on from it. So that was kind of the beginning. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love that God brought you in the doors. I love that God began to speak to you through the word of God and through being uh, in a church family. And, uh, uh, I was going to... Uh, well, I think you've already alluded to it. I was going to ask you, you know, what do you think... Why do you think you were even open to coming back? Uh, um, being around church again, what do you think changed? But you might have already kind of said it, just that you were yeah, a little bit. Open. I
4: just kind of realized something was wrong. Um, Claire, coming into my life, changing how I felt about things, I always uh, wanted family. And I wanted a sense of belonging and wanted to be a part of something. Um, and, you know, my blood family is not in this room. My other family is. So, I mean... Um, that needing that sense of belonging and yeah. uh, a family of, of people. And I know that, um, and there's a lot of people I'm starting to recognize, other faces that I yeah. see. It's hard with the mask and no glasses. Yeah. But, yeah, just uh, wanted to take that journey and, and to fill the hole that I continued to fill with other things that never really worked.
2: Yeah. Um, so, awesome. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so thankful that God's working in your life that way and, um, uh, and caused you to be open and, and seeking him. Um, you know, you and I have had great conversations in recent months, and one of the things that I kept hearing from you, and I've told you this, but you just, you just said it again, you just acknowledged it to our church family this morning, that there was some effort on your part to fix yourself, Yeah. right? There, and, and I was going to say, what was your tendency, you know, um, when you think about a relationship with God and desiring to be with Him and to be changed from the inside out, what was your tendency... What were you falling into in trying to fix yourself, do you think? I felt like
4: I had to be a certain, uh, fix myself a certain way and be a certain way before I could come and accept this. That I had to improve so much of myself. And I had to learn that that wasn't what was important. It was about just acknowledging, accepting, asking for help and moving past it. So I don't know that I'd ever match up. And even to this day, I don't know that I'll ever match up to what I think is my perfect place.
2: Right. And that's what we had great conversations about the gospel. We looked to God's word and talked about the gospel, what the gospel is, and how God rescues sinners through Jesus. Yes. And what we discovered is that, will you ever match up in God's eyes? Will you ever? No. No. But who did? Jesus. Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. And so so we, we had great conversations and discovered together that it's not about what we do. Yeah. It's not about his efforts to fix himself. It's already been done. It's been done through who? Through Christ. Christ. Life, death, and resurrection for us. Because we don't match up. Because we can't save ourselves. And so a joy to discover that with this brother. And uh, and, uh, in recent months, Tony feels like that was the time Mm -hmm. when he made a commitment to following Jesus in his life. So let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate.
4: Some of us, it takes a little longer, and I guess 50 was the magic number. So,
2: <laughs> Yeah. So knowing that God has, has pursued and, and gotten after Tony and called him into his family, knowing that uh, Tony has put his faith in Jesus and wants to walk with Jesus and follow him, then it's going to be awesome and exciting as a church family to baptize him in a few minutes. So why don't you go ahead and go and change, my friend? Thank you. And, and I'll see you in a few minutes. <laughs> And while he goes and changes, and I will need to as well, uh, really quickly, I, I want us to be on the same page, and this is you know, this is, uh, this is uh, something many of you are familiar with, but maybe, maybe some of you are not. I think it's always good to be on the same page together about what baptism is and what baptism isn't, so that when you uh, observe or you are witnesses uh, as a church family to this public statement that Tony is going to make, I want you to know what's going on. And what baptism is not is baptism is not what is saving Tony. There's nothing magic in the water. There's nothing about being dunked under the water that makes him right with God. Tony has been saved, is being made new now, and given life eternal with God because he has his faith in Jesus Christ. That's where his salvation comes from. His salvation comes from knowing and following and trusting in Jesus. And so baptism is not how he is saved. And yet, Jesus uh, commands us to be baptized. He, he commands that his followers, his people, are baptized. And, and so why is that? Well, what I think, what, among many things, and we could talk for a long time about baptism, frankly, but in, in, in one thing that I love about baptism It's a rich symbol, a rich metaphor of what is happening to us as we are united with Christ. I love that that baptism is a visual for us of the gospel. That in watching the baptism, we are reminded visually of the death and resurrection of Jesus. One of my favorite scriptures to turn to is Romans 6, 4, where it says, "...we were buried, therefore, with Jesus in baptism." symbolizing kind of death, death to our old self, death to being dominated by sin, death to living in our own way. Bible says, therefore we were buried with Jesus in baptism in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too might have newness of life. Isn't that exciting? And so we see the gospel portrayed to us, that Jesus died and was raised to new life. We see that we're reminded of what Jesus has done for us as we watch Tony. And kind of simultaneously, that's a public proclamation, a public commitment. Tony saying to you, I'm a follower of Jesus. I I unite with, I, I identify with the death of my old life and being raised to new life in Christ. Shout out Hosanna. Yeah. So, uh, so I know we've had practice at this, although it's been a while. So are you going to remember how to celebrate with Tony after the, after the dunk? Okay, be ready, because we don't hold back around here. We're not shy around here. We're not quiet around here when it comes to baptism, okay? Okay. Uh, so, you'll, it, it, you know, I will have a mask on, but you will hear, even in my baptizing, Tony, you will hear the language of, of buried with Christ in baptism, and raised to walk in newness of life. So if you're not sure what I'm shouting, that's what I'm shouting. (laughs) Um, Hey, and I want to remind Tony's family and special guests that are here to witness this, you are welcome in a moment. We're going to have a song in a moment. We're going to sing a worship song together. And then right after that song, Tony and I will be back. And right after that song, uh, all of you uh, their family, guests and, and friends of Tony's are welcome to come up here don't be shy. I know it feels funny at first, but come up here. These bleacher seats are for you to have front row seats to the baptism. Okay, so any of you that, are, that, are, that know Tony, that are close with Tony, his family, those guests that have come to support him, and, and any of you in the church family that know Tony and want to support him and love him and celebrate with him, you're welcome to make your way up here in a few minutes, and, uh, and then that, that you'll have a great view. So right now, Uh, we are going to have a moment to give our offerings. One of the ways that we thank God for his generosity to us is by giving back some of what he gives us. And God continues to provide for the ministry of Faith Church, his generosity through your generosity. And so we thank you for your uh, sacrifice in that way, your cheerful and generous giving uh, goes to make um, this ministry possible. And so, Uh, there's boxes on the back wall. You can go to our website. You can go to the church uh, app and uh, give there. And then in a moment, um, Pastor Matt will ask you to stand, and we'll lift our voices together and sing this worship song. And then after that song, we'll be back to celebrate baptism.
3: and all my wealth is in the cross and I will not boast in riches and I have no pride in gold let this be my King, Jesus and Before the Lord, let this be my confession. My wealth is in the we All right. You
0: guys can have a seat. And family and friends, come on up. We got some risers for you. That was a tall joke. <laughs> uh,
2: you know what I love about this before we get to Duncan you, I love that this is also a reminder to us as a church family. As I said, this... Uh, This should give us a visual of the gospel. We get to celebrate what Jesus has done for us. We get to celebrate with Tony what God is doing in his life and uh, and that Tony has decided to follow Jesus. Um, But I also wanted to remind any of you who are followers of Jesus, who have been rescued by putting your faith in Jesus, by realizing I can't do it on my own. I can't match up. There's nothing I can do. My behavior, it's not about earning brownie points with God. I am a sinner and I fall short. If you have recognized that and put your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation, you've trusted him with your life and said, I can't do it, Jesus saved me. Then you're a follower of Jesus and we wanna celebrate that with you. So if that's new to you, please share that with a Christian near you or with one of us on staff. We wanna hear those stories of God working in lives. And then if you're a follower of Jesus who who has not yet obeyed Jesus's commandment to be baptized, be thinking and be talking to one of the pastors or one of the staff people about when we will do more baptisms and how we can dunk you to, pu- to publicly proclaim that you're following Jesus. So be thinking about that. Um, I will say this, not everybody that we dunk has to share like Tony did, but aren't we glad that Tony did? Yeah. So, so don't let that deter you from, from being by following Jesus in baptism if you would have uh, rather not done the uh, Q&A part there. <laughs> which, but you did awesome, my friend. Thank you. Um, so I have a couple questions for Tony before, that I want you to hear his answers to, and then I will pray for him and then we'll baptize him. So Tony, have you received God's free gift of salvation by putting your trust in Christ and receiving forgiveness and being given salvation and and having him transform you from the inside out? Yes, I have. Right on. And in coming to be baptized today, are you here to be baptized, to publicly proclaim before your family and church family that you are following Jesus and you desire to live for him? Absolutely. Right on. All right, let me pray for Tony. Let's all pray and then uh, we'll baptize. Father in heaven, we thank you for your, your great love for Tony, for his family, for our church. God, we thank you that your love is a pursuing love, that even when Tony um, was, was discouraged by God or put, put off by God or not sure this was for him, that you were pursuing him, that you drew him to yourself through various people that you've put in his life and through the truth of your word and through being with a church family. God, we thank you for rescuing Tony, we thank you that he has put his faith in you for salvation. We thank you that Tony realizes it's not about what he has done or can do or how he matches up, but it's all about what Jesus has already done for us. So we thank you for the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus that brings us life. And on this day of of Tony's baptism, we pray a blessing upon him. We pray that you would uh, just assure him, give him great hope in you, great peace and comfort that you are with him and that you always will be in life's up and downs, that you will carry him through, that you will never leave him. God, thank you for your love for Tony. We celebrate your goodness to him. We celebrate your goodness to each of us today. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so we'll turn and face uh, this way so your family and friends get an excellent view and uh we'll have you step a little bit forward so we have room to go down (laughs) and uh and then you know you'll need to help me with the end part but i'll i'll get you under i believe you can do it i know i can get you under (laughs) so tony because of your profession of faith in jesus christ and because you have said that you desire to live for him It is my privilege and joy to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are buried with Christ. You are are buried with Christ in baptism and raised to walk in newness of life.
5: Give wet hugs to your family.
2: (laughs) Wet hugs for you. All right. All right. We're going to continue to worship Jesus together. You can stay standing. We'll sing, and the family and friends, you can hug him, and then you're welcome to go back down as well.
5: Or hug. I don't care.
3: abounds in deepest waters, your sovereign hand will be my guide. fear may fail and fear surrounds me, you may they will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Above the waves, my soul will rest in your embrace. Arise. Seems to hide His face. I rest on His unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the way Sing it out. And this alone, fall to stand before the throne. Oh, sing Christ. Alone. And I dare not trust the sweetest rain, but only trust in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Yeah. Oh, there you go.
5: We here at Faith Church, we practice uh, two ordinances. We call them ordinances because they are ordained of God. They are set apart by God, and he commands us to practice these. The one we witnessed this morning is baptism. Uh, The other one is what we call the Last Supper or the Lord's Supper. Uh, This coming Friday is what we call Good Friday. It's good in the sense because of Christ's death on the cross, It paid for my sins. And at the service, we're going to have a worship service this Friday at 7 o'clock right here in um, this auditorium. And we want to invite you to come. Uh, And at that service, we will have the Lord's Supper. And I want to encourage you, uh, thinking about where we've traveled, particularly where we are in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians 2 as you come towards Good Friday and this worship service, uh, go back and reflect and ponder, meditate uh, back in Ephesians 2 because it tells us that we were all dead in sin. It tells us in Ephesians 2 to remember that at one time you were dead in sin. You're no longer dead in sin. But remember that you were dead in sin. May it create a culture within your heart that you never lose sight of it. And then it tells us, but God. But God, like we saw with Tony, makes us alive. So Friday, come to worship, but also come with an understanding that at one time you were dead, but we're going to worship Friday, and Matt's going to lead us. Because, but God, but God acted on your behalf. And then, come Easter, what Jake preached about, we are God's workmanship. It's because of Christ's death and resurrection that the gospel is good news now because we are God's workmanship right today in the present. So that's going to be Good Friday, 7 o'clock. I want Debbie to come up here because just a word, we want you to come. Uh, Debbie Davies, our children's pastor. Uh, and I'm Pastor Ed, by the way. Um, two services at 8.30 and at 10.15. I'm an early riser. I'll be here at 8.30. We want you, if, um, if uh, you're able, to come to the 8.30 service to leave as much space for... Uh, you know, families with children where it may be harder to get up. So y- y- if you don't have some of those restraints, you know, try to make that first service uh, a high priority. But we also have something special.
6: What? We, we do. We have in between, who remembers what we have? Pancake, Pancake breakfast. Hunt. The Easter egg hunt is later for the children. But if you really want, can I could help. save you a can few. Help. You can, can help. Of course. Oh, we're going to have so many exciting things at the at the ten fifteen gathering for the kids and families. It's going to be great. But, you know, that pancake breakfast, um, I don't know. I don't think I'm the only one who, when we were watching and celebrating with Tony and Claire and, and their family, his testimony just so moved me. And I loved that our good friends, the Howards, invited them and reached out. And, you know, I was thinking the Lord was saying and just whispering in my spirit, he said, you know, you have some Tonys in your life. Who has a Tony in their life? Maybe somebody that they know they know, knows the way, but they're not in a place yet where they're ready to let Jesus just love them fully. They don't understand that it's really Jesus' work that makes them beautiful in the sight of the Lord. And, you know, this pancake breakfast might just be what Tony's invitation by the Howards was that one Sunday. I mean, is there maybe somebody that you know that you might want to invite to this pancake breakfast? Do you have anybody in mind? You might. You might, yeah. So I just, I just think this is a great opportunity to maybe bring some Tonys to that pancake breakfast. And maybe, you know, you might invite someone else's Tony, and somebody else might invite yours. I'm just saying, across the world, Jesus uses us to love and reach out to each other. So I invite you to um, invite someone. And you'll be able to indicate when you sign up for the gatherings next week if you're going to be coming to eat, because we want to have enough food. We know that Jesus can do a lot with pancakes, but we still want to know that you're coming. So we invite you to do that. And then for the kids that are coming at the 10:15 gathering, we're going to have a wonderful time. You might be helping us with our Easter tradition and with the egg hunt. Yeah. So, we are Do you guys cuz last year we were online for Easter. Remember that? Oh, bless our hearts! Don't remember that video? Remember Matt? We were out and we had our Christmas tree and kids. Oh my goodness! It'll be it'll be great this year. So, uh, so we just invite you. And what a wonderful day! We just do. We have to leave now. Is it almost over? Because isn't it a great morning? Hosanna! Right? Okay.
5: Okay, so I hope you got that. You know, you come to 8.30, you're in here for worship, and then when we're done here, it'll be your time to go for the pancake breakfast. Those who are coming at 10.15, you come early, starting at 9.30 for the breakfast. You go directly there. If you're coming for the 10.15, you go there, have your pancakes, and then you come in here for the 10.15 worship. Okay, let's close in prayer. Let's close in prayer. God, I I, I pray that your spirit will be stirring our hearts. That we know intellectually what Ephesians tells us, but God, in a, in a fresh way, that you'll bore down another layer within us, that we will comprehend more fully what it meant, that at one time that we were dead in sin, that as we heard Tony say, We could not fix that. That gap is way too large. God, that it would just set our heart to come to Friday with a sense of gratitude, an expression of worship because of what you have done for us. God, so may this week be significant in our lives. And I pray that... Those that you have for us to invite, they will come across our path. That we will see them or get the unexpected phone call. Or we'll just be uh, prompted, Lord, to call and invite. Because the gospel is good news today and forever. In Christ's name, amen. Your excuse, have a great week and a great Sunday.